checking the sound. Checking the sound. You gotta have a real taste for maniacs. Suddenly I do. Oh, wait, no, they're my nuts. Oh, God. fuck nuts. My heart just stopped. My my kiss tips went all numb and oh, white. Oh, no, my fat pink kiss tips. <laughs> How's your finger? Do you need me to use my kiss tips on it? Oh, your kissing tips? He, 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 <clears throat> Matthew cut his finger, so maybe I'll have vanger. to put them kiss tips on it. Oh, no. Oh, his no. Finger. I come a finger. Are you recording right now? Hello. Oh gosh. Little, what is the guy? What is the old um, pedophile no, on? No, please don't. <laughs> you no, hate I, him. I, I forget you. With the, with the, the guy who's I like, love him. I can't. I can't say that. I hate I that. I love it so much. No, you much. don't. I do. Where's you. that little paper boy? <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I hate oh, it. Yes. Stop Don't you it. It is thumb. awful. It is awful. Just Opening. on that. On that little wine bottle. Just a little bit of... Well, get ready to cut your teeth on Sex in the City. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, everybody. Consider them cut. I'm Alec Wells, and welcome to Carry On, the Sex in the City podcast <laughs> with Catherine Knipe and our very special guest tonight. Matthew Scott Montgomery. And I have to say this in every episode I'm on. Um, you have the sex. We have the sex. We, we all have, have the sex. sex. Alec, do you know what we're doing there? When yeah. we say that Why don't you describe time? it? To, for the listeners who are pissed because they're tired of hearing us do it and, and they don't, do it they haven't seen season six yeah. as much as we have. What yeah, is that's it again? The, it's the, you it's don't the, remember. Is it the penultimate episode or is it the final it's episode? It's the penultimate. I, well, I can't remember. It might be in the last episode. Oh, wait, episode, is it actually. when she's in Paris? Yeah, she's yeah. in Paris yeah, okay, and there's yes. like this group of people who are having like a party for her and she's they recognize They recognize her in the bookstore. They're like, the oh, you have to leave Bajol. Oh, I am Z, how you say, Z single girl. I have the sex. You have the sex. We all have the sex. It's wonderful. It is. Yeah. It's just wonderful. fantastic. <laughs> Poor yeah. Alec. His eyes are bleeding. Yeah. Um, so, uh, welcome back, Matthew. Thanks for being yeah. here. My decadent pleasure. It's always our pleasure. We're enjoying, all of us, some Charles Shaw wine. Mm. You guys are having Chardonnay with ice cubes. From mm. Le Très Dergeuse. Yes, yes, also known as Two Buck Chuck. It's two forty nine now <laughs> because of inflation. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of like when you go to the 99 cent store here in Los Angeles, everything is 99 cents. Except that now, if you look at the fine print, everything is 99.99 cents. Really? Yes. And it makes me wonder, what are they going to do when they have to go up that penny? Because then it really, it just won't be the 99 cent store. Unless they're like, a dollar. There's a store called the dollar store, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that as a kid. I remember one time going to the mall, went to the dollar store. I was like, I have six things, six dollars. Right. My mom being like, no, 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 that's not how it see, works. See, yeah, that's a, but see at the 99 cent store, that is how it works, oh. except not anymore. Would you like some hot fudge? 99 <laughs> cent. <laughs> it's an inside joke that I'll be oh. out that I get. Oh, I get it. Sorry, cat. Leave now. Bye, cat. I'm, I'm out. Just leave your notes, okay? Great. Yeah, we'll use those. We'll Scrat. reference them Scrat. in the footnotes. Scrat. So, hey, y'all. We're here to talk about episode... Hi, y'all. Hey, y'all. We're here to talk about episode Fit nine of Fit from the Theity. We're um, solidly into season one now. We're almost done with season one. How many episodes are there in season 12? one? Twelve. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so we got three, three more after this. But this, this episode aired August 2nd, 1998, and it's called The Turtle and the Hare. H-A-R-E. Okay, and oh my gosh, I just got it. And the I'm rabbit. Still, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I just got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk. Let's talk. I mean, listen. I didn't get it until pandemic. until today when I was actually thinking analytically yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. I want to talk just because we never do this, but I want to try it this time. But oh, I want to talk globally about what the episode's let's about, think just to just uh, to set the stage okay. for our listeners. You um, mean the fact that where we were uh, uh, one character who's in one in the, literally only this episode gets to have part of the title of the episode? Yes, which Ugh, is strange. I'm not for it. Globally no. important. But in a in a global sense, this episode is about two things. Uh, one, Samantha tries to take a dud and make him a stud. <laughs> He's Very known good. as Peter Turtletaub. John Turtletaub. His and Bernie. He, Bernie. Bernie. Bernie Turtletaub. Bernice. Bernice, Bernice. Turtletaub. And he's a totes lose. Yeah. And she wants to just like he's steer got the him in the right direction. Oh, he's Ew. terrible halitos because oh. of the Chinese herbs he's taking. Oh, that's the herbs China, that... the Chinese chicken. Yeah, is out exactly. sick and the man's out sick and so, watch next files of the lights on. Or Don LeMay is on. Oh, I hope the smoking, smoking man's in this, this one. Oh, Big is in this one. He's the smoking man. Oh, well Ooh. done, honey. So in this episode. I'd like to thank Charles Shaw for that <laughs> tangent. <laughs> Chow. Chow. I like to think Chow. Chow, Chow. So, but the, I'm sorry, to get back yeah. to what you're saying. He um, represents so, the turtle sure. in the title and of this episode. And what represents Is that what you mean by globally, like, town. taking outside? Yeah, yeah. So just, like, the logline of the episode basically is, Samantha takes this dud, she hopes to make him a stud. That's the turtle But in that's the not real, the, the episode's hair. really about. No, we'll get to that. But yeah. as far as the title, just that's the, the turtle part. The, title, yeah. the hair part is the rabbit vibrator, yes. which we will talk about. So But I think... Yeah, go, go ahead. On. Oh, no, please. No, I think I was going to answer the question you haven't yeah. asked yet, so go on. Oh, well, I was just going to say, um, sort of tangent, the hair in the episode is that Cynthia Nixon's Miranda in, uh, introduces them to the rabbit mm-hmm. vibrator, mm-hmm. which just, I guess, is revolutionary in the specs. world of vibrator. Yes. Yeah. Is it a real thing? Oh, well, we're yeah. going to talk about that. Okay, I'll, I think, I'll be here. Uh, but, I mean, as 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 fluffy, as fluffernutter as this episode feels, yeah. I do think there's a lot going on beneath the surface in the sense that, like, the, the whole theme of turtle and, and the hair, mm-hmm. the episode begins with a wedding they're all going to, and there's a lot of discussion about, do you wait for that great guy? Mm-hmm. How long do you wait for that great yeah. guy? When do you settle? Mm-hmm. How do you, do you, are you patient with a man to try to get him to be able to give you an orgasm? Or do you just take that quick road yep. of using that sure thing vibrator? Yeah. Like are it, it's all, I think it's about, t- well, I was just going to say, I think it's about timing. And literally one of the last lines of the show is big talking to Carrie about cooking this like spaghetti sauce, which is clearly yeah. a metaphor for like their relationship. Cause he's like, you got to brown the garlic before you put in the onions you know or whatever. And he's saying. like, it's all yeah. about timing. Don't you think? Yeah. So yeah. in, so this episode is just, it's all about timing, right? Yes. I know. I would agree with that. I would also say that this episode is so, you know, Cynthia Nixon, she introduces the other women to the, to the rabbit, this yeah. vibrator to end all vibrators, mm-hmm. give you that five minute orgasm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As is that, can that happen? Is that oh, yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. I, I do not, I'm not, I would never lie to you, listeners. I, I mean, I'm not speaking necessarily from experience, but a lot of anecdotal evidence points to. I don't understand Plenty that. of women can do that. Five minutes. I have a five minute orgasm when I watch Cynthia Nixon act. 
Hello. <laughs> so you're giving her a lot of credit. I like how we're starting off. This is about Cynthia Nixon. Well, she's barely you know in this why? episode. Because but she's I mean, not in the episode, and that's always upsetting. All we want to do really here at Carry On is, is, ta- is suck Cynthia Nixon's non-existent yeah. dick. That's okay, true. I want to point out. But we can't out, as much. In this I'm episode. so sorry to jump all around this episode, but <laughs> Let's do it. So that Charles uh, Shaw. So it's that Chuck Shaw. <laughs> Charlotte gets addicted to the vibrator. Yeah. She's knocking off plans to just have a little in and out. She's, she's lying blowing to her off friends. plans. She's she's yeah. just buzzing off them plans. Yeah. I'm trying to make puns here and it's no, not. No, I get it. Nope. I get it. Keep going. Don't stop. Five minutes. Oh! <laughs> so, so the women decide like they know what's going wait, on. Wait, wait, we're really jumping. I'm to this sorry, but line? I wanted to say something about Cynthia Nixon specifically, Go on. Okay. which is I think I spotted a moment where the director. First of all, I think this episode was terribly directed. Uh, let's give credit where credit is due. Yes. Michael Fields, who we've talked about on this podcast before, yes. he directed episode six <laughs> as well. Did he, he really? He did. He directed Secret Sex, and we talked about him. He's also directed two episodes of The Carrie Diaries. The, this oh. is some of the, does the direct, side note and then you'll get to your thing about Cynthia sure. Nixon because yeah. I'm excited to hear what it is I'll come back to it he had a lot no, no, of lofty no. ideas well, yes he did have lofty ideas does the director ideas. decide how something is going to be lit he, he ultimately has to sign DP? off on it now the DP is because usually the one so bright to set up the it was lighting the highest high key lighting it I've was so seen. high key when Carrie and Big had sex, I was like, oh, I hope you like doing that in cafeteria lighting. I know. Hospital like lighting. Hot spotlights. Yeah. But talk about Cynthia Nixon. So the girls no go to rescue Charlotte I'm from herself. I'm so sorry, listeners. This is a mess. We'll get back <laughs> on track. We will. But no, but, but we're talking about Charlotte's storyline first because it yes. really is pretty okay. So Charlotte gets addicted get to, to this yeah. vibrator. Goods. I have a lot to say about the storyline, but yeah. first we'll get, I'll start with a Cynthia Nixon note. Michael Fields, so they break into Charlotte's apartment. They're going to steal the vibrator from her, take it back so she can get back to having a social life. And they do something at the end of the scene. This is so specific. Go watch it Oh, I know what you're going to say. She takes the vibrator, whatever. We could have a 10-minute conversation about that. But what I'm specifically referring to is they take the vibrator, she puts it in her purse, and then they, then Carrie and Miranda they like shake, nod at each and other shake and hands. shake hands. And I know that Cynthia Nixon did she not probably want hated to do that doing because it. it's not natural and no. it's weird and it's very. I thought it was like, weird that she's meta. putting it in her bag, like yeah, her man purse. It's, what, yeah, well, this it's is true. the ten minute conversation we can have, which is first of all they fondle her vibrator, her which has been in her vagina. I, if you, no, if you look at it though, they. I was I was waiting for them to, to see touch. if it's what, glistening with wet. Well, yeah, but I was waiting for them to touch that sticky, icky, sticky part. Yeah. But they were actually pretty good about sticking to only touching the base of it. I, they they tried. I don't know, it seemed what very high school theater. We're to gonna me. we're gonna yeah. come back to all that vibrator talk. Okay. But what I. Did you need? Well, I, don't, I mean, we're in it now. Why don't we, we just get to well the vibrator talk? talk. Let's just yeah. okay. talk about it. So so. Let's back it up just a little bit yeah. and talk about back, back. how how Miranda brings the girls into this whole vibrator world. Mm-hmm. Which I love is, how this episode is about Miranda sitting, now. I love they're it. sitting at because yeah, it's not she's been no it. no they're sitting at um at a some fucking fifties diner, diner. Yeah. looking 50s like slaw diner yeah. music and they're all dipping their fries into like ketchup and eating it and like they're like high school girls yep. and, and Miranda it... says oh she says something about a vibrator and. Someone, uh, well, this is really articulate, but someone argues with her in some sense and is like, um, oh, I, don't, I wouldn't want to replace a man with a vibrator. And Cynthia Nixon's like, hey, I know where my next orgasm is coming from. Who here can say as much? Hey, at least I know where my next orgasm is coming from. And she uses yeah. her, two fingers, for her two fingers, which bothers yeah. me because Woo. 
actually her her next orgasm isn't going to come from those two sneaky fingers. Yeah, it's right. going to come from her rabbit vibrator. I thought that was her imitating the the ears <gasps> of the rabbit is what she was doing. I think oh, you're I right. She's just yeah. wiggling right. her grubby old mitt. You're right. No, no, she was method right there. So if you if you're listening and you don't I don't I mean you're you're if you're American, you know what the vibrator is. <laughs> but if you don't um, if you're not this, American, they don't have vibrators elsewhere? No, I just mean like, I'm no, an American. No, but it, go, it swishes backwards. Oh, like I was how a really, toilet I was goes backwards. Yeah. A no, vibrator I was being really gullible there. I was like, they don't have them anywhere else? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just being What do they call them but... in, uh, overseas? <laughs> Swizzle <laughs> sticks? It's called a wiggle waggle. <laughs> no, listen, but... That's so... what they call it, down under. It's a wiggle waggle. You're going to put all wiggle waggle in your down under, down under. So... So Miranda's telling the girls about this, yeah. the about the rabbit vibrator, which, by the way, um, existed before this episode, but in, enjoyed an incredible peak in sales after this oh, episode. Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah. Vib- they come in that generic blue box that they buy it in. No, yeah. gross. And of course it was pink. Vibratex is the company that created the, the rabbit vibrator. And I, I know this because I researched it before we watched the episode, but also um, c- carry on the, the Sex and the City podcast. If you're not following us on Twitter, it's we sponsored are- sponsored by Vibratech. <laughs> we're, we're at, we are on Twitter. We are at carry on podcast. At Vibratech. We're following, we're following Vibratech. We I are. Found them, yeah, yeah. Are you guys are. Wow, They're wow, still wow. real. We. We. You're wiggle. part of this too. We, Matthew. I gotta get me a wiggle waggle. But, Let's um, all get one. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> Matthew, if I have to come rip you out of bed and away from your <laughs> and vibratex. steal your vibratex jackrabbit vibrator. Matthew, come over. I'm busy. Sorry. I'm I sorry. Can't. I'm expecting a transatlantic <laughs> collect phone call. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. So, so... <laughs> Miranda tells the girls about the rabbit vibrator, mm-hmm. which I just mentioned Vibratex produced and enjoyed incredible sales after this episode aired. But Miranda's telling the girls, like, this is not just a, your typical vibrator. This mm-hmm. is, like, out of this world amazing. So she takes the girls to some sex shop, some yeah. some hospital light, brightly fluorescently lit sex shop, because yep. everything in this episode is brightly lit. Hospital yes. cafeteria. And Charlotte is, is delighted to find. Mm-hmm. She says... Look! Oh, it's so cute! Oh, I thought it would be all scary and weird, but it isn't. It's, it's pink for girls. Oh. And look, the little bunny has a little face. Like Peter Rabbit. Pink for girls! <laughs> yeah, she does say <laughs> that. Which is totally uh, appropriate for Charlotte's character, but I yes, resent nonetheless. I yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but so she's she's she enjoys it enough that she bought Miranda kind of pressures her yeah. into buying it. Carrie buys one too. They're 90 91 92 dollars. Which if you look at the prices for rabbit vibrators today, you can find them for it depends on how many bells and whistles and whether they have just um uh just batteries or if they're you know plug in or if they have a yeah. remote. But you can get them for anywhere from like 30 to over a hundred dollars, okay. so it's it's a pro, an approximate. I would say same price today. To be ninety two dollars, I thought ninety dollars was outrageous. I mean, it's a I lot have, of money. I have no idea. But I mean, if you're if you're investing in a really good, I mean, you can well, find Miranda vibrators says, for ten dollars. About how much money we spend on shoes? Um, how much money are you willing to spend on a consistent and reliable orgasm? Right. Yeah. Which I guess convinces. And and we don't see if Sam buys the vibrator or not. I guess she's too busy stroking her turtle. Samantha? Yes, Sam. They call her Sam in these early episodes. She's probably got stacks and stacks of wiggle bottles. She's She's like, I don't have time for you ladies. But so, Gary takes hers home and like, all we see her do is like, play with it, like, not in a sexual way. She's just turning it on and going, It's really, but I would say I'm glad that they showed her with the vibrator because a lot of times they stray away 
from Carrie with the more like in the more yeah, exotic I sexual agree. situations. Yeah, so it's really refreshing and kind of sexy. Yeah, it is. Except she doesn't was, have Whoa! to touch yeah. herself with it at all on camera. No, she yeah. doesn't. But, but I we mean, see her it's with a it. little something. You know, I mean, I guess we're supposed to. Um, I mean, in my world, Carrie off camera. You, oh yeah. no question. You know, she no. tried it out. I bet she, she liked she just, it. Yeah. She didn't buy it to display. Yeah. I mean, she bought right. it to use it in yeah, my mind. Mm-hmm. So I want to say about this storyline that I have complex emotional feelings about <gasps> oh, do it. You? Oh, Especially the storyline because I think it's a great storyline, but it promotes the fear that men have, That's which right. is women should not get vibrators because if a woman has a vibrator, it will replace the man yeah. in the That's bedroom, right. which is not true. Yeah. In which women to this day, 2014, are trying to fight that idea. Well, like, yeah. it's okay to have. Oh, it's okay. It's okay for a woman to have a vibrator. Yeah. To use alone, it's okay to use during sex too. Yeah, isn't that it's like not the compromise? Whatever. It's the like, man. let's use it. Let's. I yeah. think yes. I think. But men are terrified. Yeah, of but I. This. I think. Um, the men who are terrified of it are the men who whose partners probably are replacing the men with the vibrator. I'm all I'm saying is it probably happens. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think in this day and age, less and less because m- I think for the most part, people, everyone are becoming more open about, um, tell me what you want. Help me learn your body. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the men who are so insecure that they think a vibrator is going to replace them are men who are refusing. They don't want their women to have them. And they're not even open to the point where they're like, bring it in. You know, I'll use it on you. Like they're not, they're so threatened yes. that they're just, it's, you, you, they just can't even imagine their woman having one at all. They just go all, back so. in their turtle, sh- turtle shell. Yeah, <laughs> they, just, they just go back in their, in their foreskin and hide I'll until, next, until next winter. I will say this. Everybody, everybody is insecure in one way or another in the bedroom. Of course. Especially if it's the first time you're with someone. Even years after being with someone, you can still be insecure. Mm. And so... When, just in this specific instance, a woman is like, hey, let's bring a vibrator into the picture. You can't help but but The think, man's going to think, I'm man, not enough. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. enough. I'm not doing it well enough. And look, women have a lot of pressure put upon them physically, how they look. Are your breasts big enough? Are you skinny enough? But I would say that men have a lot of pressure in the bedroom too like yeah. you know a man's got to perform perfectly and give the woman the orgasm and know exactly what to do and how to right. do it and bringing a vibrator into that situation now it's an added element like as if i'm not terrified it's a, it's enough a mount fuji in the bedroom yeah like yeah. now i have this weird like kitchen looking appliance that, that and is, i don't even know how to flip a pancake it <laughs> is virtually guaranteed like I can't like even Charlotte, make like, like <laughs> it's like Charlotte says to Carrie. I'm scared if I keep using it, I'll never be able to enjoy sex with a man again. Why? Well, I've never been with a man, you know, and he's like, he's doing everything, and and it feels good, but somehow you you just can't manage to um come. Yeah. Well, it's weird because with the rabbit, it's like every time, boom. And one time, I came for like five minutes. Well, Charlotte, honey, it's not illegal. Every time it's happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in the same, I mean, first of all, 
you know, like vib- vibrators have been around for a very long time. Like if, if Matthew, I don't know if you've heard this tidbit, but like in, I want to say, and of course I didn't, I didn't look it's it up. It just came century. to my head. 19th yeah, what's century. That? There's a play about it and there's a film that. Sure. Um, Doctors would get women off to, to. Oh yeah. It was hysteria. And exactly. Treat them for yeah, to hysteria. treat them for hysteria. Yeah, so yeah. they would go, yeah. you'd go into a doctor's office and a doctor would, you know, milk a woman for her yeah. orgasm. Yeah. Um, and so there, I guess there is this latent association of, of the female orgasm as relieving this, whatever. Let's I not have even. guy friends who have hysteria like three times a day. <laughs> I'm like, they're constantly in hysterics. But so <clears throat> I do think, um, I mean, I appreciate the farcical nature of how that story is wrapped up, how mm-hmm. the girls like do an intervention mm-hmm. and they go knock on Charlotte's door yeah. because they can smell um no no pun intended but um no they can they can <laughs> smell her lies yeah um they know because she's canceled plans on them and they yeah. you know carrie's like i know an addict when i see one. Oh, oh uh, uh i gotta cancel on the ballet tonight oh why oh i'm expecting a uh uh phone call a, a long distance phone call transatlantic charlotte could never tell a decent lie Hello? Carrie, it's Charlotte. Oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm gonna have to cancel. Yeah, I'm totally wiped out. Uh-huh. Wiped out. That was Charlotte speak for, I'm spending the night with my vibrator. And so they go to Charlotte's, you know, apartment and, and go root through her shit and get her vibrator and <laughs> take it from her because Pick she can't handle it. put it in her bag. Um, have, have you guys heard about this? Um, you know... And I swear this is relevant, but here's a 2014 thing that's going on yeah. with masturbating right now. Oh, okay. tell us what um, things are going on so, with masturbating. So, you know, Charlotte, she's become addicted to this vibrator. The question is, like, how is this going to affect her sex life in the future? I mean, with addicts, I mean, I guess she's going off cold turkey uh, or getting off cold turkey. Oh, um, hello. But um, there is a thing, and I know this because of... Dan Savage and mm-hmm. the Savage Love cast follow oh, Dan yeah. Savage at we're the fake to, Dan Savage. We're gonna have to put uh, like make a Dan Savage jar every time one of us mentions Dan Savage on this podcast. We we'll have to put a dollar in. Well, and call then we'll take me a broke, Sally. A yeah, I love it. Um, so anyway, he talks about men who have trouble having sex because they masturbate with what they refer to as a death grip. Oh, girl. Like they're grabbing their penis so hard what? and so tightly. What? They're masturbating so roughly that they've This is their this threshold. is straight sex or gay sex. Yeah. Like they're masturbating so tight that a vagina or a butt is like just some loose Sloppy old water loose. Yeah. air hole. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough. So it's not so in it's just that. in less disgusting terms, yeah. th- those those Ugh. those orifices are not enough stimulation. Yeah. Because they've worked their sel- themselves up yeah. to having yeah. to uh-huh. So Same for thing them for it's men. like having sex with a glass of water. Mm-hmm. It's just like <laughs> nothing. nothing's happening. Nothing's just happening. Splashing yeah. everywhere. And so they have to literally do therapy, like to slowly to loosen, loosen the grip. Up. Oh my gosh! I mean, like, why would you grab it so hard? You're not trying know. to choke I think you it. You work your way up to it, and it's not just. I mean, they call it the death grip. <laughs> Every time choke you get tighter, it. I see what you did. Every time, well, yeah, choke you work the your way. Chicken. You need more Shave stimulation. Flog the, <laughs> the dolphin. Shake the spear. Um, what's it say? That... Say hi to my monster. Oh god, that's a line from. 
uh, American Beauty. That one-eyed, one-eyed monster. One-eyed trouser snake. But, oh, God. yogurt slinger. Please. That's my favorite. Um, but it's also, like, it's not just men who, like, physically with their hand death grip it, but, like, there are men who masturbate by lying, like, lying flat on a bed and, like, mm-hmm. rubbing yeah. their penis. Like, or, face like, down? Like, yes. fucking the bed? And, mm-hmm. like, putting something hard, literally, yeah. like, a book or something, yeah. and, like, it's nuts. I've, who I've, does that? That sounds horrible. I had an I interview with a guy who would stick his penis in between a fridge, so he would uh-huh. close the fridge on his penis. This everything that's been Wait, said for the last was, two minutes is a lie. No, that's, that that's was Louis C.K. Okay, there you go. Louis C.K. says he used to close his dick in a in, because he's that's like not, one side of it was true. hard and one side of it was like that squishy accordion stuff. And he's that's, like, I don't know, it felt true. good. And he says, if you have a nine year old at home right now, he's fucking your entire house. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, go home and give a nine year old ten twenty bucks because his life is terrible right yeah. now because he has constant boners that he can't relieve himself that from. Nine year olds? Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm not the one who has a penis. You guys tell me when did you start getting boners i don't know are we doing 22 (laughs) (laughs) like Um, last week (laughs) right now um so okay so i feel like we really exhausted that story we did you guys i need a cigarette i'm so exhausted (laughs) cigarette in bed they're just (gasps) smoking it so that's that's the hair in the turtle and the hair storyline why don't we why don't we take it back now we'll talk about the turtle we'll talk about the way this we episode about opens, the wedding. I can't wait until they stop doing wedding. this shit. Oh, I'm so over it. Matthew, okay, set. Why don't you set us up? Tell us how the how the episode opens and what. <sighs> okay, it starts with there. Brooke, redhead Brooke, who yeah. she's an interior kind of like, designer. She's like a gold digger, kind of mm-hmm. right, where it's mm-hmm. like her ass is getting married, and she's ambiguously friends with Miranda, Charlotte, and Carrie. Maybe Samantha. I don't really know. Samantha yeah. doesn't say goodbye to her when she whispers sweet nothings in all their ears as they're leaving. All I have to say about the beginning <laughs> is, again, it's a friend that we don't really know or care about that we start nope. the episode off with. And these girls, our four girls, have that straight-up JBF in this opening scene. Mm-hmm. They've just been fucked with that, that hair. JBF Fucking yeah. Samantha's hair. got black feathers sticking out she of her does. hair. And they're, all their asses are wearing black at this wedding. Mm-hmm. They describe it as their, <coughs> excuse me, the witches of Eastwick. That's yeah. what Carrie's voiceover says. Oh, She's I couldn't like, tell her she said bitches or wishes. She said witches. Witches, But yeah. I wish she'd said bitches. Mm, bitches. But it, it brings that brings me to something that I, I kind of feel like they, I appreciate that that they're trying to create this atmosphere of like these are those those girls you all feel like outcasts at weddings, right? Here, so do our four girls. But they I understand black. that they Charlotte hang, Charlotte wouldn't wear black to a wedding. That's no. what I thought was kind of weird. That's way yeah, out of character for bit. Charlotte. Yeah. Um, was SJP channeling that Sanderson sisters vibe? Maybe there was a little oh, leftover. So. Amuck, amuck, amuck. That's right. Yeah. But um, so so this so this, this bitch, friend of theirs, this this bitch yeah, Brooke, Brooke, who looks like that redheaded bitch from that Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah, What's her bitch. Name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. What Tales from the Crypt movie? You know the one with Bordello of Blood. There it is. <gasps> oh What's yeah. What's that redheaded woman's name? I forget. She was a model. I don't think I've ever seen. Well. That. Whatever. It's not. You don't need to see it. I'll Just listen it. to the Boys and Ghouls episode, Ladies of the Night, and you'll learn all about it. I have to say that the beginning of this episode was so dated for me. You mean her dress? Her you dress mean and like dress? what people Every, were wearing. Because I'm so lace. fashion aware. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is 98. It feels so much earlier than it yeah. to me. Yeah. Because I, I think about... You know, I Know What You Did Last Summer is like my favorite movie. And I know that's a movie and this is TV and it's different. But you think about... Just the quality of how it looks. It just looks, I don't know how to articulate grainy. it. So, yeah, kind of yeah. grainy. Yeah. And 
It looks like it's early, mid early nineties. Everything's like harsh. Nothing is soft. No. Carrie's got that blood red lip. Yeah. Um, the lace. It's like it's not a delicate lace that these. And it was more than one woman. It wasn't just her her that wedding dress. No, there's a few. Of them, and her yeah. wedding dress reminded me of some some other wedding dress. Whatever. It, it reminds me of a joke wedding dress. It reminds yeah. me of like what like, Carrie wears in season <gasps> four. Or like Gina right. Davis in Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly I swear right. to God, I was just thinking of Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. I was like, but her red wedding dress isn't so bad. Like, I actually love that. So I didn't even say anything. But yeah. you're right, the white one. Gina so Davis. Brooke, she's a gold digger. She's going man to man until she marries the right one. The guy that she marries, if I had to... If I had to personify England as a human, oh really? It would look like that guy. Yeah, well, well, that's the point. He's kind of is that he's supposed to be? Yeah, he looks like he's unattractive. Looks like he's melting as he's walking around. Yeah, I do want to amend what you're saying. You're saying Brooke is a gold digger. I think ultimately she becomes one, but I think the point of Brooke is that she's settling. Yeah, she is settling, settling, and the material stuff helps her settle, but. She dated plenty, like, you know, the episode opens with one of those bullshit fairy tale, blah, blah, an interior designer who every Saturday night was like prom night. In a city of perfect people, no one was more perfect than Brooke. She was an interior designer who only dated A-list guys. For Brooke, every Saturday night was like the senior prom. So, when she got married, we were all dying to see which one had made the cut. Was I the only one who remembered that Brooke once described this man as more boring than exposed brick? You know, she settles for this guy. Okay, the directing in this scene was so poor, we can reference three things to back up that thesis. One is um, the voiceover. Again, we've got season one like we dead got air that, voiceover. Yeah, she she wasn't having her best day. She she wasn't taking her meds that day or something because it was just like blah, 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 blah. yeah yeah. Or she <laughs> or she was monotone. taking too many meds. Yeah, I guess I was thinking of different kinds. One of, meds. of those. And things. then okay, so the turtle comes over and he sits next to Carrie. What does he say? I wrote it down. Um, what was he talking about? Oh, pears? he's talking about Samantha. And he says, "Hey." What do I need to do to get to know her better? Yeah. And Carrie just takes a flower smells and it. smells it. And that's how we end that scene. Because he has... The scenes were so awkward at the yeah. beginning and just like poorly... And then everything. please, the sequence that you mentioned, the dolly shot where each of the four women hugs Brooke. Yeah, and she... It was w- just so it was weird. weird. It Brooke's, was really weird. Brooke whispers sweet nothings into their ears like... She says... Marry someone who loves you more than you love them. Or like... He's got a lot of great single friends. I know you're next. You're next, Charlotte. So uh, the, the next lesson thing we that learned I from the about, wedding is the lesson we learn is what? Just don't film don't wear the feathers like in your that. hair. I don't know. Uh, yep. Go um, on. Okay, let's so address the other kind of hot cultural topic of this episode, which is uh, Carrie. She goes out on a friend date with Stanford. They go to the opera together. And they have an intriguing conversation afterwards, yeah. which Carrie and Stanford come upon the realization that, you know, Mrs. Blatch, I want my, the inheritance from my grandmother. From my grandmother, Bunny. Gonna, yes, Bunny McDougal. <laughs> Who looks just like Bunny McDougal. Except she says things Chanel like many years ago when I was a young girl. I was a career woman. I used to be gorgeous girl. Oh, darling. Sorry. So Stanford, he has this <laughs> revelation, you know, Half I need this accent. inheritance. You want to get married. The man you're dating, Mr. Big, has stated 
earlier in the episode that His he doesn't think he's married. ever going to get married again. Married. And Stanford says, well, what if we just got married? You know, we're best buds. We could have a great time. And I would encourage you to, to cheat. cheat. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I think this is one of the most semi-realistic conversations that Carrie and... Stanford have. I yeah, mean, I guess so, yeah. Willie Garson is fine in it. I, I will say I have come to the realization that I don't think he's a terrible actor. I think he's terrible on this show and we'll never know whether it was he was being given direction. He didn't, whatever. I, I just say that because I was re-watching an episode of Friends where Ross moves into Ugly Naked Guy's apartment. Ross moves into the apartment across the way from Monica's yeah. apartment. And Willie Garson is like the neighbor who comes by and tries to get him to chip in $100 for the janitor's going away party. And Ross yeah. is like, I just moved in. And he's like, yeah, so you going to give me cash or a check? And like, he, Willie Garson's actually really fun. I have oh, a theory okay. I just want to say I have, a, I have a theory that I um, invested in in this Maybe. episode, which is I think that when he acts next to somebody like SJP, his inferiority is obvious right. because she is so natural. And when she's speaking, it's not delivering lines. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just somebody being. Yeah. yeah. She's and really great in that scene. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's really good. And, and what happens is even if he's doing a yeoman's job, it's just not quite at SJP. Doing a yeoman's job? A yeoman's job. What does that Y-E-O-M-A-N. Mean? A yeoman is a person who like puts everything into a task. A yeoman. Yeah. This has been Alex Vocabulary Corner. Yeoman, yeoman, yeoman. That's the only one I've got. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, you know, he's he's doing the best that he can, and God bless him for it, but he's he's acting against SJP. Yeah. Very few people can really, truly stand their own. But my question her. is, 2014, relevant today, I feel like people have that conversation all the time. Not sure. just... Sure. Gay men and straight women. Yeah, yeah. Straight men and straight women who are sure. just, you know, uh, platonic friends. Yeah. Or two gay men who are just platonic friends. In this yeah. day and Any age, combination you, need, you can think of. You want to get married for them tax breaks, man. This yeah. economy. Let me ask you wow. this. I don't know if you guys had this with some of your friends when you were younger, but I definitely had several girl space friends like in middle school and high school, that thing where it's like, if we're 35 and we're Be still not married, oh. we'll get married. Yeah. Did you guys have that? Um, oh, God. No. Is that from an episode of it's Friends? It's from... Or something? Uh, no, it is. It's from... Uh, it's somebody's... from a lot of stuff. It's from my best friend's wedding. Oh, I, oh wait, It's shit. from a lot of so stuff. Do you want to be my backup? I'll be your backup. Yeah. It's, that's what I'm thinking of. It's from my best friend's wedding. Thank it's you. Like, is that what that it's from? One. Yeah. It's a cultural she, because, touchstone to Because me. Dermot Mulroney calls Julia Roberts and leaves her message. She's like, Jules, I really got to talk to you. Yeah. Jules. Is that... Yeah, he that's her thing. That. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she, before she gets to talk to him, she goes... We had this silly thing, like this past. Yes, that's it. So maybe he's calling because of that, and of well, course he's not. You guys know, well, Aunt, I feel like I'm about to talk about Aunt Bean, Uncle Aunt Tim here. Bean. I don't know if they're, they probably Uncle would never Tim. listen to this, but Aunt Bean, Uncle Tim. Yeah. I feel like they're mine, Bean, Uncle Tim. And Aunt Bean, Uncle Tim, I remember being a kid and being like, wondering why they, you know, you grow up in like the South or whatever, and it's like, you find a girl of whatever, you get married, you have kids, that's what you do. Like, yeah. I, was like yeah. I don't know why I almost went You grow up in the South. <laughs> Yo, you grow up in the you South, you get married, you say like, you don't even know what <laughs> you're going to do. That's just what you do. That's my mom's side of the family. Um, <laughs> my, my dad's side of the family. Um, 
when I, I remember asking my mom and dad, I was like, why don't Aunt B and Uncle Tim have any kids? And I remember my parents looking at each other and sharing that knowing nod. Oh, boy. And then being like, well, it's like, they're more just like friends. Like, they're like friends. And they have really? like companionship. Oh, a companion really? in marriage. Yeah. I mean, I could go more into that with yeah. revealing family sure. secrets. But like, or whatever. But like, I always think, I always thought of it differently then because I was like, oh, Aunt B and Uncle Tim. I'm like, oh, they're just married like as convenient com- companionship yeah. kind of thing, which yeah. is really, really good friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so you guys never had that kind of, you didn't have a person. My person was Brittany Fippen. I remember was her Brittany name. Brittany Fippen. That's cute that you think that's a real name, but it's, it's I know it's that's definitely it's fake. definitely you, fake. Do we, is um, Brittany Fippen married now? Brittany Fippen. I don't think she's married. She's on Facebook friends. Did you ever her, take but, Brittany um, Fippen to see Pippen? Did wow. you ever call her Brittany Fappin and Fapp to Brittany Fappin? <laughs> <laughs> I could say more about Brittany Fippin, but I'm You'd not. You'd be giving away those Whoa. secrets. Oh, That's her different fear. podcast. Right. Those yeah. kiss uh, tips. Uh, okay, I'll tell you this story really tell quickly. Tell us about her kiss you tips. You can cut this out later if you want. Okay. But, um, nope. Brittany Fippin was my first French kiss. <gasps> and it Whoa. was eighth grade. And we were on the band trip Stick to Orlando. Our band was going to play oh. like at Disney World. Tonsil and hockey. <laughs> Everybody knew we were gonna French kiss. They, they did. Knew it was gonna happen. Were they going countdown? French, 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 French kiss? French. No kiss. No, 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 no. Okay, we're on the bus. It's late at night. Oh. It's like wheels on the bus. Were you sharing? Were you showering a blanket? We were sitting next to each other. No blanket. Oh. It wasn't that florid. Oh. And yeah. we all know um, what happens under those joint blankets on yeah, those school bit trip that. buses. They're not reusable. Oh. And <laughs> if you remember on buses like that, probably buses still today, you have TVs yeah. like every three rows. Oh, one of those buses. Yeah. yeah so, Greyhound. So yeah, a total Greyhound yeah. bus. And Brittany and I made out. And I was like, oh my God, this is Frenching. It's so weird. And if you remember the first time you ever like French kiss, it's really strange the first time. It's like, And you're like, I can't wait to get happening? home and put my dick in a refrigerator door. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Freezing. like. It weird. Weird and mechanical in a way. It's just really yeah. strange. It's very because you know where you're. You know where you're supposed to be putting your yeah. lips and your tongue. You know that your tongues are supposed to go into each other's mouths, but you don't know why. Yeah. So, so for me, it came it. really easily, and it was a total blast. Um, oh God, that's yeah. so Matthew. Yeah. Um, I've, so, I've 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 French kissed everyone in this room. It's true. So we all kissed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Shaw. Um, Charles Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway back we to make Brittany Fippen. I'm making out with Brittany Fippen. Back on Fippen, topic. Yeah. And I'm to also going to say this. She had a gap in between her two front teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. And everyone was saying, don't fall into the gap. Because that was the oh, gap oh, cool J, at the time. Fall into the gap. Fall into the gap. So anyway, we're making out. We're making out. <laughs> did you fall um, in? And afterwards, we were at a rest stop. Like, you know. At like a Cracker a Barrel? rest stop. And Zach's like, everybody saw you guys making out. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, in the reflection no. of the TV, oh. everyone could see The TVs you. were off? You were watching Remember the, the Titans were or off. anything? No, oh. they were off. Oh. We did watch The Sixth Sense on that trip. You did? did? Yeah. That is a terrifying that wouldn't movie. Have fl- Every bus yeah. trip I ever remember, Remember the Titans was constantly <laughs> being played on those TVs. Church trip, school trip, only Remember the Titans. Yeah. If you were if you were in high school now, it would you'd be watching like The Blonde Side or something. Oh yeah, yeah. The Blonde Side. Just yeah. something inspirational. Or Cuba Gooding Jr. in radio. Was it? I, I don't know <laughs> oh, that. Radio he was retarded. That special needs Isn't it gentleman? Cuba Gooding Jr.? Oh, it's Cuba. Oh, he's a friend right. of a friend. I can text an ass. Oh, Ooh. please. Actually, it's please true. Please do. Um, you so, could bounce okay. a quarter off that ass in Jerry McGuire and get back two, two dimes, dimes and a nickel. nickel. Anyway, right. so, okay, you guys didn't have the 
by the time we're 35 no. person. No. Well, okay, what do you guys think of companionate marriages? I mean, do you um, think like, yeah, go for it. I mean, I make that joke all the time where it's my friend, my friend Debbie, who I love and we're like really close and I'm like, she's like, oh my gosh, everything would be so much easier if you were straight and we could get married. I'm like, I know. Everything would make so much sense if only we were like that attracted to Well, yeah. I guess if I was only attracted to her, yeah. this is me flattering myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But like, if only, it was like, things would be so much easier. We'd just yeah. get married and everything would be perfect. So we'd have those like joke conversations, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a realistic thing yeah, that I, would do. I mean, I, I am a Dan Savage disciple, put a, put a dollar in the jar, but he'll talk about, you know, because he has so many people write in and call in yeah. there, you know, he's got years and years of, of a column and this radio show under his belt where he's, he's heard from a lot of people and he knows that there are a lot of successful companionate marriages out there yeah. where people aren't sexual neither one of them is that interested in being sexual or there's a mutually agreed upon thing where like we can sleep with other people we just really work as a as a unit yeah as a partnership Mm -hmm. we we get along we you know do this business of life together like the bills and the home and we enjoy the same kinds of things we just don't want to put our penises or vaginas into anything so we just exist together and we live and and i I like I think I like to think that being a sex positive person means you are not only uh, appreciative of whatever kinds of boundaries people want to push sexually or the kinds of you know I think I think being non-sexual is the, is another new frontier yeah. when you have people who who claim that they are asexual yeah. Yeah. that they don't they aren't interested in that so I mean you know what, truly it all comes down to like the fucking golden rule like if if you know treat others how you want to be treated if if people say that they enjoy their companionate marriage yeah but isn't like the essential idea of marriage is like, oh, it's just you and I forever. And like, that's like, we're getting married. Like, essentially it's like, you know, if we're talking like biblically even, right. it's like, mm-hmm. we're getting married, then we can have sex because we're, the that's two of right. us, we're having sex together forever right. kind of thing. Right. So if it was like a companion thing where it's like, oh, we're married, but you know, you can fuck whoever you want kind of thing, then why the hell would you even get that's married That's like anyway? Charlotte says in the Sex and the City 2 movie when Stanford and um, mm-hmm. Anthony are getting married. Yeah. You know, um, he says, Anthony says he gets to have the wedding of his dreams and I get to cheat. And um, Carrie says, well, I think it's great. People can make their own rules because she's dealing with her own shit with Big. And Charlotte goes, but not really. Yeah. It's marriage. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this question. Matthew. Okay. What does um, your Zen teacher say, Alec? Well, <laughs> before he died, penniless. <laughs> oh, God. Do you episode. believe in monogamy? I do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of experience. And by that, I don't mean I couldn't keep right. it in my pants. Like, that's not what, I, that's I not what I'm saying. I don't have a lot of experience being You know, I haven't had too many long, serious relationships, really. So I can't really say that. But I like to believe in that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I, th- I think that's something that I look for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. You think if you, like, found, like, the person for you, that it's like, oh, no question, that person, rest of my life. Yeah, I don't... Where I am in my life right now, I don't like the idea of... Yeah. Open relationship. We can like whatever. Like we get married, you can have no no no. That shit wouldn't fly to today, who Matthew Scott Montgomery in two thousand fourteen, mm-hmm. that shit doesn't fly. Yeah. Like I that's think not gonna the, the pilot episode of Looking where the boyfriend the two guys yeah. and then the third guy comes yeah. into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me it's like 
watching that, I'm like, just how does your relationship stay okay? Yeah. I mean, I guess at least they're together. Yeah. Like I, messing around with that third guy. Me, but yeah. Still, it's like I think I think that it does work for some people to be monogamish. Yeah. But I think monogamish. it works. Monogamish. I, I a didn't good just word. come up with that. You did Dan Savage. Dan put a dollar oh, in the jar. That could, but, that's like a good Sex and City title yeah, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Title. I think for, yep. I think it does work for some people, but I think much in the same way that like I do believe there are people who are sort of um, maybe not full psychics, but somehow keyed into like the ether and can really feel things like maybe tell the future or tell the past or whatever. There are not nearly as many people who claim to do it as can actually do it. Okay, I think there are a lot of people who try being monogamish in the true sense and they just can't handle it. Um, I think that. What is more interesting in, is that, oh, okay, what Dan Savage also talks about in in the sense of, of monogamy and non-monogamy is that statistically most relationships, um, like over 50% of relationships, will encounter infidelity at some point if they go on for a long period of yeah. time. It doesn't mean that... Um, that it's an open, it's like, you know, an oops, someone has a problem. So he uses that as kind of like, um, um, backup for why maybe it's, it's a good thing for people to be non-monogamous, but, but more than anything for people who are committed to monogamy, he recommends it as like an example of why you shouldn't necessarily throw a relationship away if it happens. Yeah. That like, if it, you just, you have to take solace in, okay, it may happen. And if it does, we need to talk about it before it possibly mm-hmm. does and go, okay, if this comes up, mm-hmm. wh- you know, how are we going to handle it? Yeah. I just think, but anyway, but getting back to the episode before we run completely out of time, um, I just want to just talk about Samantha's fucking stupid nonsensical storyline where she yeah, yeah. runs oh, it. Right. So this is another thing that I think is, is not loyal to Samantha's character mm-hmm. again in the beginning, which is that Still she's, trying to figure her out. she gets rebuffed by some guy mm-hmm. and like he like ditches her through. I wasn't really paying that close of attention. What happens? <clears throat> He's like, they, they meet at the wedding and then he yeah. like takes her out for a drink at this like, yeah. shitty looking yeah. restaurant. It's supposed to be the hot spot in New York or yeah. whatever. Gordon and Ramsay then does. She, they like, <laughs> she, she's like, um, that's right. She's like, um, you know, you're really cocky or whatever. And he's like, I like to, whatever I go after. If I see something I like, I go after it. She's like, I like that in a minute or whatever. And he was like, hold on, be right back. That's right. And then like leaves, yeah. finds some Asian chick and then is like talking Kissing to her in the corner for 10 minutes. Yeah, no, yeah. he's just talking oh. to her, not even that. Or maybe yeah. he did kiss her. Maybe. Well, he's well, kind of like leaning against other. the wall. So Sam is stuck at the bar or yeah. whatever, Who's just Sam? knocking down yeah. her cosmos or whatever. So anyway, I just thought it was incredibly out of character for Samantha to... To, to be so downtrodden by one man's, yeah. like, yeah. dismissing her. So then she she sees the turtle, stupid Bernie turtle towel, <laughs> stupid halitosis-laden Bernie turtle towel yeah. from, uh, from the wedding, and she's like, hmm, I guess he could be a fixer-upper. So she, like, dresses the turtle in a turtleneck. Takes him to get facial. Oh, I didn't shit. even Ugh. catch that. Yeah, That's well, I mean, yeah. no one says it, but I noticed. I noticed it too. So he has halitosis, which is really gross when people's breath smells. Uh-huh. That's that's a real Yeah, I've been meaning to talk like to you about it? that. It's not my favorite. No. No. Um, but she's so her whole storyline is that she's gonna like, I don't know, make him date worthy? Yeah. Is that she's right? gonna flip him like one flips oh a house. God. Yeah. 
But she's then, gonna make him make him worthy, and and that which leads Carrie to be like, oh, everyone's settling or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. Uh, I mean, what a bullshit storyline. Although I, I will know, say the title, I feel that like. flash forward, there is precedent for Samantha feeling a little insecure and then doing something dumb with somebody ugly. Oh. If you'll remember, Richard. Uh huh. Yeah. Ignores her and she has sex with that gross reporter guy oh, in yeah. the bathroom oh, for yeah. a second. That's right. Who can't keep his willy up. His wigwam. Oh, yeah. His yeah. wigwam. Yeah. His oh, wiggle yeah. wacko. Yeah. So no, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Okay, so fair whatever. Enough. This stupid semi storyline. He he really gets invested in the mushrooms that he's eating and that's it. Samantha's the like trumpets. Mm, this yeah. is stupid. Don't pull a Bubba Gump re-mushrooms with Samantha Jones or she will take you Mushroom that's right. sauce, mushroom she, stew, yeah. mushroom sandwich. She's had it with the turtle. That, that, that's about it. We've all had and it There's with the one more thing in this episode I want to talk about, which is touching on the SJP story. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Which is that, you know, Big mentions to her that he doesn't think he ever wants to get married again. Carrie didn't think of herself as the kind of person who would necessarily get married. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fact that he said that he wouldn't. Right. Made her start thinking about it. question. Yeah. Like, Spotlight. Which kind of married. happens again in season it does. six, part two. Yeah. It does about the baby. With the Russian. Catch yeah, 44. Catch, yeah. Thir- catch 38. <laughs> Thir- catch 38. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> catch 72. Um no but yeah no it does it does because she's like i don't even know if i want kids but now suddenly knowing i can't means yeah. that's right mm-hmm. so the bomb she drops on him at the end of the episode is she says listen i think i might want to get married yeah uh-huh. and What's you know big in great big fashion sidesteps the question entirely mm-hmm. at least in my opinion I yeah mean, do you feel like he's satisfactory? no I feel it's like, like the exact the same as the end of episode seven where she's like i feel like i finally found someone i want to stand still with yeah. you want to stand and he says you you drag me out here to ask me if i want to stand still with you and she says yes and he just puts his arm around her and they just stand there he never answers her right and at the mm-hmm. end of this episode she's like i think i want to get married and he's like taste this sauce too much salt you gotta you gotta you let know when it you're making simmer salt, you, you gotta know. it's all about yeah. timing it's like he, he gives her barely enough to hang on to she's like i got mm-hmm. what i wanted but then if she told her gal pals be like wait so what exactly did he what say exactly and then she would realize that he didn't answer which her is one of those things where it's like big that's real though that's big the is, truth i don't think he's he's definitely not consciously manipulating her and leading her along for any kind of sinister purposes but it is maddening mm-hmm. because you know He's, 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 I think he's trying to be diplomatic and he doesn't want to hurt her feelings, but of course she's going to hear what she wants to hear, which all of this builds to, you know, her just wanting to rip her hair out. Have you guys ever ever dated a person who never gave you the answer you wanted? Uh. Or when you asked a direct question, sidestepped it a la big. Have you ever found yourselves in a situation like that? I think my first major, my high school boyfriend would get, um, I'm sure he's not listening. Hey, John. Hey, hey John. Buddy. What up? Um, no, I like, listen, love him to death, but I, I don't know about no, that. No, I don't no, remember no. that specifically, but I know that he was, he was definitely semantically slick sometimes. Mm. Like, I'm not sure that it was anything ever like this, but, but you know, like he, I, I'm sure that there were times when I was like, you know, don't you want to be with me more than you're with your friends? And he's like, you know, uh, 
whatever. Let's Taste you know, like sauce. I love you. <laughs> Taste my sauce. Oh and, boy. You know. Oh God. No. Oh, that's not what I meant. I'm sorry. Oh but, no, you know, either. Like I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm. He was. You know. I feel like I've done that. I feel like I've been the big in the situation. Really? Oh yeah. Really? I feel like I've known what the end, but yeah. I, I always think of you this. as hard on my sleeve, like I'll tell you anything you want to know Sometimes kind of. Those right. are the characters he plays, I think. Sometimes oh, I'm not. I, I can I can't think of any situations that were the where it's the reverse. I can think of situations where wow. yeah, I'm not interesting. Fascinating. You yeah. hard to get. Wow, so explain that to me then. I don't talk tell us from tell us from Big's perspective oh, why I mean, you might like, sidestep a question. Oh, this like is oh, this is terrible. But if it's like, you know, someone who's like very physically attractive, very sexy, and you don't want to, this is awful. Go on. Like you don't want to commit to them, but you also don't want to lose that sweet thing you got going on. So you say just enough to keep them hanging on. This is terrible that I'm saying So you know in the moment what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. No, but I think um, that doesn't even have to be a romantic thing because I know that I've not necessarily in a sense that I'm keeping him around for anything in particular, but I don't like hurting anyone's feelings. That's and maybe true. sometimes That's a lot I where should, it comes but from. also it yeah. comes, I think even when it's a friend, sometimes yeah, it's not a criminal master. Yeah, I think just sometimes kind of like... you just say what is a nice thing to say, even though you know that the type of person they are, they're probably going to, that's probably going to lead them on in a sense, whether it's yeah. romantically or just a friendship where they're like, we should hang out more. And you're like, yeah. yeah but you know you really Ooh. don't want to yeah. and there are people who like i'll say that too and it's not that i know i don't want to it's that i know i probably don't have time to yeah but like and it probably would be nicer to be honest but would it be how do you say something so like that so separate yourself from knowing the future of big and carrie's relationship for a oh, second God, how? and just put yourself in this moment is big just trying to hang on to a piece of tail no. Right now? Nope. No, I don't think so. I say no emphatically no. But what do you I also think? haven't seen a lot of season one, so I haven't. I haven't. But you've seen. seen well, I get that's a good point. You asked us. To if I'm not thinking about the future, yes, you know that's what I mean. Difficult. Like I haven't yeah. seen the build up really. Yeah, I'd say that trying to separate myself from what I know if, of the future canon, that I think Big likes Carrie. Yeah. I don't know if he loves her. Yeah. I think he finds her physically attractive. I think he likes being around her. Mm-hmm. I think that he sees himself as a guy who will probably continue to play the field in the future. Yeah, when she says that I got a marriage proposal last night, I was like yeah. carefully watching his reaction uh-huh. to see how he watched it, and he p- yeah. played it real cool. It was like, oh, yeah? yeah? Who was it? And that kind of thing. Anyone yeah. I know? And I was like, okay. I think I agree with you, Alec. I think it's, um, it's definitely... He's definitely a good guy, but he definitely wants to keep his options open. Yeah. I think when you're somebody like Big, that you don't necessarily feel like you have to settle down. And why not, would he? He, you know, he's, he's yeah. a track he's a man of making a lot of money. He's got garlic to brown. Yeah, yeah. he's got he's browning so much garlic. Oh, he really is. Um, filthy. Mm. So. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. I mean, we Total don't know, layer. but see, we need to not know because we're in Carrie's position. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that makes Big such a great character is we don't know exactly what he's yeah. thinking. Yeah, and I think what makes this show so amazing, among many other things, is you can you can see both sides of of where this is building, mm-hmm. knowing ultimately where it goes, and and you know the scene where I guess it's 
mm, maybe the second time they break up or something because the first time they break up spoiler alert is the end of season one yeah um but you know the scene where she brings over he says he's going to go to paris um for work and she decides to try to be supportive and she comes over with wearing a beret and she brings him le filet of fish from mcdonald's yeah and then he's he says one last thing that sets her off and she's throwing food at him but like i think i think we're meant to to be able to see both sides of this and Mm -hmm. you go like yes carrie goes batshit crazy often and overreacts and reads too much into things and says things that are way too um uh pointed and she does those crazy girl things that that a lot of us i say crazy girl things but a lot of us male or female straight or gay are, Mm -hmm. are guilty of yeah and we're like stop being so crazy but at the same time Love kind of makes you crazy. Oh, yeah. And Carrie, I think, voices so many of the things that we Mm -hmm. only feel and we don't want to say. Yeah. But then we also see Big's side, which is... Like, why should he have to give up playing the field right now? He, How is he supposed to know immediately right. that she's the one? Yeah. She is, but how is he supposed to know that, you know, yeah. a few months in? Sold. Yeah. That night at dinner, I knew I would have to break the news to Mr. Big. What do you think? Look, I do want to get married someday. I mean, maybe not today, but I just, I don't want to... I can't date somebody that won't. You know, what's the point? (sighs) Definitely too much salt. I mean, it's all in the timing. You gotta brown the garlic before you put in the onions. You know what I mean? I thought we were having fun. Here's what I learned from this episode. What is that? Is if you have a friend who's suddenly not showing up to events or canceling plans it's not drugs no it's time for a vibrator intervention right now go over there we can smell it shoot yeah. I, I wouldn't separate anybody from their vibrator i know it's like what's the big deal right give her yeah. give her give her she a had piece. it for like Charlotte's what two never, days yeah charlotte's yeah. never had orgasms like these before let's give the girl a, give, a her five her minute orgasm Come on. money on it don't put it in your bag and walk away yeah, with yeah. it was 92 buckaroos yeah. better get her money's worth what i right. want to know is where did charlotte's rabbit end up that's right. Miranda already now has one. Miranda has two. Double P, double penetration. Oh. I feel like there's a missed opportunity for a scene where, like, Samantha has the vibrator and she takes it to Goodwill. And they're like, ma'am, we can't take this. And she's like, disadvantaged people deserve good orgasms, too. <laughs> you know? That's great. Um, any parting words? Any other thoughts before we say goodbye? Um what about um, the fashion in this episode? Was there anything notable? I did. I, what I thought was interesting was in that they were all black, you know, at the beginning, and then the next scene, the diner where they're talking over each other so loudly in this ugly ass diner. They're all wearing those bags and those rags. Mm-hmm. They look like slags in those bags. Yep. There's just like no fashion whatsoever. We're not even brushing the hair. It's just bags falling off. Yep. I did appreciate when um, Carrie and Brooke were walking down the street, and you could clearly see the crew and the reflection of the uh, <laughs> store window, and Samantha and, it, and Turtle Taub come across the street. She's wearing this really giant blue and yellow flannel Carrie jacket. Is, yeah. that I thought, yeah. Carrie was, yeah. That I thought was really, really fun. So I thought that was notable. Yeah. And you no, also, she's totally. also wearing a couple wife beaters. You could see those tits. See those yeah. tits on toast. She's got new Yeah, she, she does. She's why do, hang out. I'm yeah. so upset at her contract because it means we never... In fact, I had a dream not two weeks ago mm. that I found like a, um, an, a lost scene from the show where... Sarah Jessica Parker was topless 
And you can't see what I'm doing because you're listening to this, y'all. But oh, she was if only like, could see what she's doing. She was like, <laughs> like bouncing them from below. Like she was wow. touching her own boobs and bouncing them up and down. And I had you two in a room going like, "You guys, look, look." She, I found look that scene where she's naked in it, underneath. tapping them tits. Do you think SJP and Matthew Broderick are a companion at marriage? This is not the first time you've made that joke, I think. Maybe. I don't oh, really? Know. Or I something don't, similar. I don't know them at all. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. By not knowing them at all, I'm going to say yes, definitely. <laughs> no, no. I think they have plenty of sex, but one thing's for sure. They're both talking to the camera the whole time. It's true. Yes, that's that's. And it. That's at the end is. of the day, you should probably marry someone who loves you more than you love them. Yes. Yeah, we well, learned that's... that from this episode, too. Matthew, having watched this episode for the first time, yeah. right? In the future, will you add this to your repertoire of episodes that you watch or you don't need to see this one again? I don't think I need to see this one again. Okay, that's fair. I just don't want to look at the turtle ever again. (laughs) Anything notable from this episode? Any scenes that you thought Um, belong in the canon? um, uh, No, but I was thoroughly entertained by the Justin Fox hair at the beginning of the wedding. Yeah. Yep, and the feathers. Mm -hmm. Okay, well... Thanks so much <laughs> for sitting with us yeah. and watching the episode. It was Anytime. a real pleasure. We got some great talks out of it. I learned something about both of you. I guys, shared which dirty is lovely. Sex secrets. Um, we learned all things about you and Fippin Fappin. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, Fappin Fappin Fippin. We'll all Facebook her after this. Oh yeah. Please don't like, stalk her, anybody. Yeah, oh god, I can't gap. wait. I'm doing it right now. Gap. Um, so thanks guys um, if you're listening and you've been listening all along we can't thank you enough if you feel like it now that we're nine episodes in uh, if you feel like leaving us a rating and or commenting on the podcast on iTunes that'd be fun I wouldn't Just be angry about it I'd like to hear what people Carry thought if, if I mean we know people are listening yeah because we have several hundred hits on the on each episode or on a couple of episodes at this point that's awesome um, yeah people are people are someone's listening so like say hi or they whatever and also you know comment on our Facebook page like mm-hmm. just really honestly whatever if listen no one is no one is saying that at some point there may not be a, a point in time when people have questions for us and we take those questions and we answer them on the podcast. I'd be delighted. Yeah. But we can't answer them if no one asks. Yeah. So feel free. Let us know you're out there. Yeah. Um, Matthew, why don't you send us out? We're going to say thanks for listening to this episode and until next time. Carry on. Carry on.